Mysteries Revealed. This is your host, Unique, and you have joined me for another episode. So, what are we going to talk about today? Today, I wanted to discuss fluoride and water fluoridation. Um, I know, might be like, hey, where did that come from? But that's what this podcast is about. It's just going to talk about the different things that go on in the matrix um, that we may know about that may slip underneath our radar. Things that might be everyday occurrences or things that we do or say or are a part of and don't really pay attention to. So fluoride. As we know, you know, fluoride is commonly used in um, toothpaste that we can buy in the grocery store and things of that nature but what people don't really you know understand is that fluoride is a chemical first of all it's a chemical and yes it's in our toothpaste But this chemical is not only in our toothpaste, it's also in our water filtration system in the cities and towns and things that we that we live in. Uh, Definitely in the U.S. Now. So I wanted to cover this because we kind of go about our day to day and just let things happen. You know, we don't ask any questions. As I mentioned in one of my other podcasts that, you know, we don't ask any questions. We just kind of let things happen to us. And, you know, we kind of are looking like, hmm, where'd that come from? Or how did this happen? Or whatever, or we're kind of thrown off guard as to what is going on in our life. So, this is kind of one of those topics. I remember when I first found out, I remember watching a, it it had to be a YouTube video, um, or it was a movie, or documentary is what it was actually it was a doc documentary on water florida fluoridation and i'm like what in the world is that okay so let me just read what fluoride is first fluoride is an inorganic monatomic um i'm sorry uh, inorgan- inorganic monatomic anion with the chemical formula F minus, whose salts are typically white or colorless. Fluoride salts typically have distinctive bitter taste and are odorless. So, 
just to give you an idea of that. Other anions are chloride, bromide, iodide. So all of those we most, most certainly know are chemicals. So here's my thing that I want to bring up that I always, you know, that I want to talk about and just want people to think about. Why is there a chemical in our toothpaste? And then most importantly after that, why is it in our water? We go to the dentist and for decades, they've been telling us that, oh, you need fluoride in your toothpaste and you got to make sure you put fluoride on your teeth in order to keep your teeth from having cavities and things of that nature. Well, I beg to differ. I beg to differ because I knew about this before I started taking my little ones to the dentist. And... I didn't use any toothpaste on his teeth. Um, I'll tell you what I used in a, in a little bit, but I didn't use any toothpaste on his teeth to clean his teeth. And when I took him in, the dentist said to me, oh, his teeth look great. You know, nothing's wrong. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're doing great. Everything looks good. Great. Well, that right there confirmed to me that we do not need fluoride in our toothpaste because I knew as a parent to my son that he was not using fluoride. And the dentist just confirmed to me that his teeth were great and white and um, to keep doing what I was doing. So... I remember that particular visit that I told her um, that I think it was a female um, that I said, you know, I'm not using um, regular toothpaste. I was like, you know, I also told her that I didn't want any fluoride treatments and things of that nature. And her response to me when I said that, oh, she looked at me. And she looked at me with that look of, oh, she knows what she's talking about, that kind of look. But she then said to me, oh, well, you know, everyone has their right to do what it is that they want to do, you know. But, you know, I will suggest that you give him some type of fluoride into his system. Now, you just told me that keep doing what I was doing, which was not giving him any fluoride. But now you tell me um, to, to uh, he needs some fluoride in his system. So she said, make sure, you know, if you're not going to give him um, any fluoride through toothpaste, make sure that you give him some tap water. <laughs> I was like, this lady must think I'm crazy um, or something. But I felt like she knew that I wasn't. But I was like, did she just hear herself? But anyway, um, 
that's my little, you know, that's my little uh, story with that. So I remember watching that documentary and being like, wow, you know, they just do stuff underneath our nose without asking us. It doesn't matter. Like they just want to, you know, kill us off and. We're putting chemicals in our body every day. Like fluoride is in pretty much so many um, different types of liquids and things like that. Any type of thing that has water in it or whatever, you know, fluoride is, is, is floating in it without going through, you know, a filtration system or whatever. So, oh, so I said... What I, what I use, um, I said that I was going to talk about what it is that I do use, one of the things that I do use. So I don't use fluoride toothpaste. I use non-fluoride types of toothpaste and things like that. I try to use natural products as much as possible. If there is a natural remedy to something, I try my best to do that natural remedy first before I will go to any kind of medications or chemicals or things like that. I try to be as green, quote unquote, as possible, you know, um, decreasing my carbon footprint and all of that um, on the earth. So I'm trying. So anyway, um, I remember learning about oil pulling and um, you may be like, hmm, what's that oil pulling? So Oil pulling is the use of an oil like coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil. But I use coconut oil and coconut oil is really popular. So um, a lot of people, a lot of people that um, do natural remedies and things like that do oil pulling. So you take a scoop or um, I want to say a tablespoon of coconut oil and you just put it in your mouth like it would be first thing kind of in the morning will be the best time first thing in the morning when you wake up um before you have any breakfast or kind of anything like that you want to do this treatment and coconut oil has so many amazing benefits i may do another podcast on that one it has so many amazing benefits for so many different things but oral care is definitely one of those and so you take that uh scoop and you put it in your mouth and um you know it'll melt if you have like a solid version of the coconut oil it'll melt very quickly once you put it in your mouth and you keep it in your mouth you don't swallow it you keep it in your mouth and you just begin to swish it around your mouth through your teeth back and back through back and forth through your teeth and gargling with it and all of that and you get all those great um nutrients and things that that's in the coconut oil all throughout your mouth and teeth and what you would start to see is Um, It'll start to heal um, cavities and, um, you know, gingivitis, things like that that's going bad um, uh, in your mouth, bacteria, all of those things. So you do that for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, Yes, what's going to happen is your mouth is going to get really filled um, of your saliva and the 
uh, coconut oil, but it is definitely worth it. You keep doing it for 15, 20 minutes, then you can, um, you know, then you can spit that out and then you can take, you know, like some water and just kind of swish it around your mouth if you like you can take your toothbrush then and then go over those um you can uh go over in your mouth with your toothbrush you don't need to put any toothpaste on it that would kind of defeat the purpose if you use fluoride so you don't want to do that but you want to use a toothbrush and you want to kind of like go around all of your teeth and your tongue and all of that to get that in now, if you want to get that coating off of there, um, like I said, you can swish some water around in your mouth to do that. But you'll have like this really squeaky clean feeling um, if there is a, um, what I want to say, a mouthwash that you use. Granted, a lot of them have fluoride in it as well. Um, but if you can find a non-fluoride mouthwash, you can use that. You can definitely use that as well. And... Um, you will get the same effects. Um, no, not the same effects. You will get better effects because this literally will start to um, turn back the hands of time on cavities that you may have and, and, um, and different things like that. And it'll literally start to fill in some of those places that were decaying in your teeth and things like that. Now, I'm not telling you that it's the end all be all if you have a you know, if you're, if the mouth situation is extremely horrible and you may need to go get it, um, get, um, those really extreme cases checked out, but it doesn't harm and it definitely helps, you know, while you're waiting to go see what's, you know, the deepness of what's going on. Um, it gets deep down in your gums and cleans your gums and make, make your gums nice and clean. And it, um, kills that bacteria so it takes away any kind of bad breath and um yeah and stuff like that so it is a great thing it's called oil pulling once again you can use coconut oil you can use olive oil avocado oil whatever kind of natural oil you like you know not like a you know not like a vegetable oil or canola oil not like that that you cook with but Use one of the ones that, that I suggested and um, uh, definitely coconut oil would be at the top of my list for this. So I definitely wanted to put that out there um, with that. And now moving on to water fluor uh, fluoridation. Now what that is, um, is that it's a controlled addition of fluoride to, pu to the public water supply to reduce tooth decay, quote unquote. Now, fluorinated water contains fluoride at a level that is supposed to be effective um, for preventing cavities that can naturally occur. So... We don't know how much water, I mean, we don't know how much fluoride they're putting in our water, first of all. Um, you can get amazing results without fluoride, but we have been, as a society, brainwashed um, by the American Dental Association and dentists and things like that of telling us that we need this fluoride. And you do not. 
literally there are people that have been doing oil pulling for years 10 20 15 years not using fluoride or toothpaste at all and have beautiful teeth they've turned their um situation around their oil their i'm sorry oil their um oral situation around and so it's not necessary Furthermore, it goes even deeper with the water fluoridation. It goes even deeper. I'm going to read a little bit of this. Despite dental pressure, 99% of Western continental Europe has rejected, banned, or stopped fluoridation due to environmental, health, legal, or ethical concerns. Only about 5% of the world population is fluoridated. And more than 50% of these people live in North America. Of course. The Danish Minister of Environment recommended against fluoridation in 1977. Because no adequate studies have been carried out on its long-term effects on human organ systems other than teeth and because not enough studies have been done on the effects of fluoride discharges on freshwater ecosystems. So, in 1978, the West German Association of Gas and Water Experts rejected fluoridation for legal reasons. And because the, um, the so-called optimal fluoride concentration of one milligram per liter is close to the dose at which long-term damage to the human body is to be expected. So, obviously, if we um, take in too much of this stuff, it can definitely have bodily harm. And that's a major problem for me. I don't know about you, but that's a major problem for me. Because if they are pushing water into our system, I mean, they're pushing fluoride into our water systems, you know, and then they're telling us to drink tap water, making sure that we drink tap water so that we can come up with all these other issues and end up I'm sorry end up with all these other issues is insane to me um you know in 2017 it was a report that was published suggesting that exposure to fluoride before birth could lead to um, poor cognitive outcomes in the future so researchers um, researchers measured um, fluoride levels in like 299 women during pregnancy and in their children, the ages 6 to 12 years old. And they tested cognitive ability at the ages of 4 years old and between 6 and 12 years. Higher levels of fluoride were associated with lower scores of IQ tests. And in 2014, fluoride was documented, um, documented as a neurotoxin. That could be hazardous to a child's development, along with 10 other industrial chemicals, including lead, arsenic, toluene, um, and methylmercury. So, 
it's up there on the list with some real serious chemicals, you know, um, that could be cardiovascular problems, um, cardiovascular, I'm sorry, problems, um, high blood pressure, um, myocardial damage, um, cardiac insufficiency, heart failure, reproductive issues, thyroid dysfunction, um, neurological problems possibly leading to ADHD, conditions that affect your joints and your bones, such as osteoporosis, osteoarthritis, bone cancer, different things like that. And it's like, yes, can you say, um, can you say that a number of other things can cause these things? Yes, of course you can. But this is something that's being forced upon us without asking. Maybe other things are things that you may take in and you may go to the grocery store and get or you may become, you know, it, it's your it's your right. You you know, you may have decided that you wanted to eat something or drink something or something of that nature. And um but when you're made to put things in your body um, that you didn't ask for, you know, that's obviously totally against your will. And so there's also dental fluorosis. And I was like, hmm, dental fluorosis. And I was like, that sounds familiar. More so when I pulled up the picture, it looked familiar that I had seen this before. And this is exposure to high concentrations of fluoride during childhood when the teeth are developing can result in mild dental fluorosis, meaning that there will be tiny white streaks or white specks in the enamel of teeth. Now, this doesn't affect the health of teeth necessarily, but the discoloration is noticeable. So, you know... If you end up with like, you know, um, like white spotting or your child has white spotting on the teeth, that is what it's from. It's actually from taking in too much fluoride, either obviously from toothpaste or um, from the water um, and all of that. So then what I wanted to kind of end with is that these countries have banned, rejected, or stopped fluoridation to their water. In China, it's banned. It's not allowed. In Austria, it was rejected. It says toxic fluorides not added. Belgium, rejected. <clears throat> it says encourages self-determination. Those who want fluoride should get it themselves. That's how, Belgium, that's how Belgium feels. Like, if you want fluoride, go find it yourself. But we're not going to put it in this water. Finland stopped it. Um, they say um, they do not favor or recommend fluoridation of drinking water. They feel that there is better ways of providing fluoride um, to um, our teeth if need be. Um, Germany stopped it. A recent study found that there was no evidence of increasing trend of caries in the mouth. Denmark rejected it. Says toxic fluorides have never been added to the public waters in Denmark. Norway 
rejected. Drinking water should not be fluorinated. Sweden, banned it, not allowed, no safety data available. The Netherlands says inevitable whenever there is a court decision against fluoridation, the dental lobby pushes to have the judgment overturned on a technicality or they try to get the laws changed to legalize it. Their tactics didn't work in this vast majority of Europe. Then there's Hungary, which stopped it. And it says for technical reasons in the 60s. And it says, however, despite technical advances, Hungary still remains unfluorinated. And Japan also rejected it because they said may cause health problems. The 0.8 to 1.5 milligram regulated level is for calcium fluoride, not for the hazardous waste byproduct which is added with artificial fluoridation. So here we are in North America with our dental society and associations telling us that, oh, make sure you get your fluoride in when there's all these countries, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, um, at this point in time of this particular article, it was 11 countries that either banned, rejected, or stopped fluoridation to their water. Why would they ban it, reject it, stop it if it was such an amazing thing that we should have in our bodies? So I just wanted to bring that up. Obviously, something that was kind of near and dear to my heart that I wanted to bring up and I wanted to create a discussion. Now, I also have an email. If anyone wants to reach out to me, um, I'm gonna keep these podcasts coming. And if you're interested or hey, if you have some specific topics or things like that, that you feel like you would like to hear me address, I am more than happy to look into it. <clears throat> And I guess that's it for this episode. And as I end all of my podcast, are you on the blue pill or are you on the red pill? And to all my blue pill listeners, once you swallow the red pill, you can never go back to blue. But no matter how long you stay on that blue pill, you always have the choice to swallow the truth. This is your host, Unique, and now it's time for me to get up out of this matrix. Till next time, bye. Oh, one more thing. I had to step back in the matrix to give you my email. Um, it is matrixmysteries at gmail.com. Matrixmysteries at gmail.com, just like the podcast is spelled. All right, now I'm out of this matrix. Bye.